Hello and welcome to Fitness Without the Fluff podcast. Uh, I'm Norma Pearson and the fitness troubleshooter answering your questions and cutting through the fluff so you don't have to. So this is episode two. Welcome. In this episode, I'm going to be answering a question from Gail. Thank you, Gail, for asking the question. So Gail's asked, what's the optimum training program for someone who has a busy work and family life? Can you be fit whilst juggling a busy work and family life? Well, rest assured, Gail, I don't think you're on your own there. I think there are a few people out there who might be trying to do the same thing. So the short answer is no, you can't have everything in life. Eventually, something will have to give, whether that's your work, whether it's your family or whether it's your health. Now, does that mean that we just have to give up and go back to a life on the sofa watching Netflix? Not at all. I'm going to give you seven steps that you can take so that you're trying so that you, you stop juggling or trying to keep all of these plates spinning without dropping one of them. Because the more you try and juggle, the more plates you try to spin, the more likely it is that eventually something will drop. And we don't want that to happen. You know, we don't want you to burn out um, or to feel unsuccessful. So let's go through uh, the seven steps uh, that you can take so that you stop juggling and you can feel successful and get an outcome that feels good for you. So, step number one, understand your why. Now, your why is your motivation. And we need to be very clear on this because when life gets challenging, When the going gets tough, when it all feels just too much, really knowing your why is going to help to pull you through that funk. And I don't just mean, um, you know, why do you want to get fit? Why do you want to exercise? And it's not something as superficial as I want to get toned. Um, I want to have a nice butt. It's much deeper than that. Um, generally in my years of working in the fitness industry, people start coming to fitness, to group exercise classes, because they want to lose a bit of weight. They want to tone up their arms or their legs. But that isn't really why they stay. The reason why a lot of people stay and fall in love with group exercise and continue to come for months and years is because it fulfills a deeper need. That might be something to do with self-esteem. It might be to do with feeling successful. There is always a deeper why. So how do we get to know your deeper why? Well, I like to play the five whys game. And this is where you ask yourself a question. For example, Why do I want to exercise? Why do I want to get fit? And you answer that question. And then based on your answer, you ask yourself another question. 
So why is that important to me? And then you answer that question. And then you ask yourself again. So why would that make a difference to my life? And so you continue asking five whys. This will get you to your deep underlying motivation. And it's like peeling back the layers of an onion. The reason why we're doing this is so that it will help you to decide where your priorities lie right now in your life. Which leads us on to step number two, which is what are your priorities right now? You might think of your time like a jar that you can fill with a certain number of rocks, pebbles and sand before it begins to overflow. It's a finite space, just like we have a finite amount of time in our day. The rocks, these are the big things, the big objects, the non-negotiables in your life. You need these to feel fulfilled. Now, everybody's rocks will be different. It might be for some people getting enough sleep so they feel good during their day. They feel refreshed. They feel alert, able to make good decisions, good choices. For other people, it might be making enough money to be financially independent. It might be your health. It might be spending quality time with your family and friends. So we fill your jar up first with your rocks, your big things, your non-negotiables, the things you need in your life for fulfillment. Then we fill in the spaces around those big rocks with smaller pebbles. These are the things in life that give you a little bit of extra satisfaction. They might put a smile on your face. But you could get by without these. So, again, pebbles are different for everybody. It might be for some um, a promotion at work. It might be a hobby that means a lot to you. It might be training for a race or an event. And then once we've filled our jar with our rocks and pebbles, we can then move on to filling in the little cracks with our sand. So these are the bonus activities in our life that make life enjoyable, like the cherry on your trifle. But they're not crucial. You could get by without these. Again, sand is different for everybody, but it might be um, going out to the pub. It might be having a nice meal at a restaurant, um, fish and chip Friday uh, or time on social media scrolling through. So now we've decided your priorities. We've filled your jar up with your rocks, pebbles and sand. So now we're going to start to keep a record of your time. We know time is finite. So we're going to write your day down. And keep a journal or a diary for two weeks. And every 15 or 30 minutes, write down what you're doing in that moment. Whatever it is, however inconsequential. So you might write something like 7am 
wake up. 7.15, brush teeth. 7.30 a.m., walk the dog. 7.45 a.m., still walking the dog. 8 a.m., get home, have breakfast, and so on. You only do that for two weeks. And then at the end of the two weeks, sit down and go back over what you've written. Analyze your time. How much time are you really spending on your rocks, your pebbles and your sand? Bearing in mind that your sand are the things that are more disposable. So you might find that you're actually spending an hour a day on Instagram or Facebook. What if someone said to you, you could have a free hour five days a week. That would give you back five hours of your week. What difference would that make to you? You know, it's very true when we say that there's no such thing as not having enough time. It's about rearranging your priorities. So if you notice that you're spending a significant amount of time, perhaps an hour or two a day on your sand, then start to think about where you can replace those sand activities with rocks and pebbles, the more meaningful things in life to you. Step five. We need to create a system. Okay. So this is where it gets a little bit tedious. So stay with me. Systems are dull. Um, for most people, they're not that exciting unless you're a data analyst or a statistics geek. But we need a system initially to streamline things. When we're creating new habits, it's quite messy. It can create quite a bit of willpower. And willpower is also finite, like time. So if we can create systems to streamline the process, it makes it means that we use less willpower. So it makes the habit easier to do. As humans, we are conditioned to favor easy. Okay, you will always choose the easy option. Regardless, especially when you're tired or you're in a bit of a rush. So we might put in some systems in place. This could be as simple as joining a gym that's close to home or work. So that it, you're not driving for an hour to get there. You're maybe driving for five or ten minutes or maybe it's on the way home from your workplace. Maybe you might choose to work out at home. So, for example, perhaps you've got um, a young family. And you just don't have the time to spend an hour at the gym around your children. So maybe you might spend um, 20 minutes, say at 5.30 a.m. or 6 a.m. in the morning before the kids get up and you need to make them breakfast, just doing a home workout. You know, you might decide that saving the time on commuting to and from a gym will give you that little bit of extra time to work out at home. So if it takes you 10 minutes to drive to a gym and 10 minutes to drive home, that could be 20 minutes that you have spare to actually work out, do the workout at home where there's no commuting time. You might put your gym bag by the front door. So if you're doing um, 
an early morning workout, it's really easy just to pick the bag up and go. You might put your gym bag in your car so that when you're driving back from the office, you can stop off at the gym without going home first and getting comfortable. You might decide to make exercise part of your daily commute. You know, you might decide to walk or cycle to and from work, which might then replace your daily gym workout. You know, if you cycle 10 miles to work and then 10 miles home, that's a decent bit of exercise of a day. If you do the work Monday to Friday, you know, that that's a decent bit of fitness you've fitted in to what would already be an essential journey for you. So now we have our systems in place. We can move on to set number six. And this is where we start to um, really take personal responsibility for our time and our priorities. So you might set alarms on your phone or timers. So, for example, if you are aware that you are an evening or late night scroller on Facebook or Instagram, you might set an alarm or a timer on your phone to have a shut-off time so that after, say, 9 p.m., the phone goes off. The phone is put away, and that's it. Likewise, you might have um, a shut-off time for looking at work emails in the evening. And then finally, step seven is to get your friends and family on board to support you. It's really important that you make your environment as supportive as possible for your goals. Telling your friends and family your deep why, your deep underlying motivation can really help them to understand why this goal, maybe it's getting fit, is so important to you. And once your friends and family understand your deep underlying motivation, they're much more likely to support you and to help you on your journey. So, for example, if you just say to, you know, your other half that you want to have a nice bottom, they may not understand why you're so um, determined to exercise and get fit. But if you say that you want to protect your long-term health so that you can see your children well into their middle age. That's a much deeper reason and they're much more likely to support you in your goal. Also, telling close friends and family um, your underlying motivation and your desired goal or outcome will help to keep you accountable. You know, get your friends and family to be your cheerleader, to help you. Get them to hold you accountable so that when the, when the times get challenging, if you find doubt creeping into your mind, you can lean on them. And it's important to ask for help if you need it. So I hope that's helped to answer your question, Gail. So just in summary, the question was... Um, can you be fit whilst juggling a busy work and family life? The answer is no, you can't have everything. But that doesn't mean to say we have to give up. All we need to do is to decide our priorities. So before that, we step number one is know your why. Your deep underlying why, your deepest motivation. Number two, 
Set out your priorities, your rocks, your pebbles, your sand. Step three, write your day down. Keep an honest diary for two weeks and then analyze your time honestly, but without judgment and with compassion. It's not a blame game. Step four, start to replace your sand activities with rocks and pebbles. Number five, put systems in place to make new behaviors, new habits more achievable, requiring less willpower. Step six, set alarms on your phone or timers to limit your time spent doing these sand activities so you have more time for rocks and pebbles, meaningful activities. Step seven, get your friends and family on board. Get them to be your cheerleader by sharing your deepest why and ask them to hold you accountable. So that is episode two. If you have any questions that you would like me to answer, then leave me a voice message or get in touch with me through personal messenger through my Facebook profile. Until the next time, thank you so much for listening. Check you soon. Bye.